Radical. Welcome to this week's episode of the Print On Demand cast. Each week, join the gnarly Travis and Josiah as they provide insight into the print on demand industry and equip you with the totally tubular tools, advice, and strategies you need to achieve success and hopefully have a few laughs along the way. Now, on to this week's totally tubular show. Hey everybody, welcome back to another exciting, entertaining, informative, and dad joke filled, especially this episode, <laughs> episode of the Print on Demand cast. Uh, good to be with you all again, and Travis, good to see you, man. How have things been going? You are even further removed from Florida. Has the post-vacation syndrome uh, moved on from you, or are you still stricken with images of the beach whenever you close your eyes? Uh, B. Yeah, I'm still really, really, really longing for Florida. However, we have a mutual friend <laughs> who is attempting to travel to Florida and has been for a couple yeah. of days now and yeah, uh, has, that. has had a really tough time with the whole – they were flying southwest yeah. and then – Yeah. Yeah, it just got really crazy. So I'm – both my wife and I, like she has looked at me multiple times and said, I am so glad we went when we went because it yeah, was when you exactly yeah we made it yeah yeah <laughs> we actually by had a, week, a vacation by, by yeah exactly <laughs> yeah no i know who you're talking about and i actually we chatted her her and i chatted for a little bit you know they're trying mm-hmm. to get to their destination and man oh. yeah it sounds like it is just a complete cluster uh yep. in 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 the southwest hopefully they're able to maybe laterally move over to another airline that's that's not having such incredibly service incredibly Large service shortages. That's the phrase I was looking for. But yeah, man, it's a good time to not be uh, traveling Southwest right now. Right. That's for sure. Which you and I, I love traveling Southwest. That's like I my go to. My, my saying is Southwest, South Best. I don't like, I, I seriously don't like any of the other airlines that much. So um, hopefully they get this all straightened out by the time you and I potentially go to California, which yes. God, I would hope so. That's, that's a ways from now. So um, anyway, man, it is good to be back here. And for you listening, uh, we are not going to get into the weekly dad joke uh, <gasps> in the, I know, before oh. the interview, but you'll know why, but I will tell you. Let me give you a little little teaser here, uh, listeners. This is the only dad joke that I that we've put on the show <laughs> that has actually rendered me inaudible because I was laughing so hard. When I it found it, good. I... I tried to tell Travis the joke and I had to restart thrice, thrice times <laughs> because I could not get it out. I was laughing so hard. So it's worth the wait. Um, but because the reason why we're waiting is because we have a guest who uh, fancies himself almost a dad joke connoisseur, as it will. So mm-hmm. why don't you tell everyone a little bit about uh, the, the main event before we go straight into the interview? But we're talking with with Chris Grant, a, a person you've known for, for quite some time. I've, I've uh, I think I've saw met him in a couple of the RMRCs that you were doing. Yeah. Um, and uh, but he's a great guy to talk to. But tell him, uh, you know, a little bit about who he is without you know giving away the farm and sure. what you're looking forward to most in the interview. Yeah, uh, Chris Grant is um, he's well known in the Amazon space. Maybe not in the print on demand space, but yeah. um, he's well known in the Amazon space. He's created uh, some you know different pieces of software, or maybe you know some extensions. I, I actually have one of his extensions. We don't talk about in the episode. It's called Rev ROI, and it's basically oh, yeah. a, um, a an extension, a, gr- a Chrome extension that can um, you know if you're on a web page, say I'm on you know, walmart.com. It'll show me all of the rebate sites for walmart.com. It's really cool. I I think it's free. Um, but, uh, I may, it may have a cost now, but, um, but he's done some things like that. He's currently, uh, you know, doing, uh, OA challenge, which we'll get into in the, you know, in the interview, he doesn't actually sell, um, print on demand currently, um, which, you know, may shock some of the listeners, but I think that he's knowledgeable enough in e-commerce that he will, you know, be yeah. able to share some some cool things with our listeners and um and and just kind of get some good ideas, some fresh ideas um, for how to capitalize on print on demand. So I'm I'm excited for you know to introduce Chris Grant to our audience. Yeah, 100. percent If you're listening and you you're 
tempted to to tune out because you heard he doesn't sell a lot of POD. I encourage you to not do that because mm-hmm. we're going to get into some stuff in this interview that we'll talk about uh, in the outro um, that are ideas um, of of generating revenue that you probably haven't thought of because I in the interview I myself say. Um, that is a really cool approach to print on demand yeah. uh, because Chris is a, is a marketer. He knows how to market. That's what he does. Um, yeah. And he's a very good at teaching it. He's very good at explaining. And uh, so I, I don't want to keep talking about it. I just want to take you guys to this week's main event, our interview with Chris Grant. All right, Travis, it's time for this week's main event, our interview with Chris Grant. Now, for those listening who don't know who Chris is, here's a little bit about Chris before we bring him on. He is the world's okayest Amazon seller. I, <laughs> I feel like that needs to be put on one of those Dundee trophies, maybe, or, or something like that, <laughs> and, and presented to him. Maybe that's already been done. I don't know. But he's the world's okayest Amazon seller, digital entrepreneur, and dad joke enthusiast. And because of that, we're going to save the weekly dad joke for Chris when he's here on the show joining us. So everybody, please welcome Chris Grant to the Print On Demand cast. Chris, thank you so much for taking time to uh, to chat with us. Absolutely, guys. I appreciate I appreciate the invite and, and uh, you being willing to share the airwaves with me. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I w- we love sharing airwaves with da- fellow dad joke enthusiasts in particular. So <laughs> you you fit the mold right off the bat. So with that being said, we're actually going to have you in on this week's weekly dad joke. Time for the weekly dad joke. All right. So so here, here's a dad joke. We all know, you know, scriptures and, you know, Travis and I have a background in church. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I realized that the Lord said unto John, come forth and you shall have eternal life. But John came fifth and won a toaster. And that's, that's this week's <laughs> weekly dad joke. And I got to tell you, <laughs> this one in particular, before we pressed record, <laughs> rendered me inaudible. I was laughing. I could barely tell the joke to Travis when I, oh, it was great. <laughs> when I found it. So that one, I'll tell you. That is a winner. That's gold. So, Chris, tell tell us, as you're a dad joke enthusiast, what is your favorite dad joke? We'll do we'll do two of them this week. Oh man, I don't have a favorite, but I will tell you the one that I I used to make a gas station attendant laugh because they they put me on the spot. I was wearing I was wearing a shirt that was print on demand that mm-hmm. you know said that I was a dad joke enthusiast and. Uh, so the gas station attendant says, okay, you got to tell me a dad joke. I said, all right. I said, uh, what does a janitor say when they come out of their closet? Hmm. Supplies. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Love it. it. Yeah. You passed. That is, that's a great dad joke. I love it. We should have all of our guests from now on. Tell us a dad joke live on air. I think it's a good idea. I think Chris has set a precedent. Uh, I like it. Well, Chris, um, now you we just brought you onto our show, and like nobody knows who you are, and you're already telling dad jokes, and we're laughing together. And um, we go way back. Obviously, we've known each other for several years now through e-commerce, and uh, but our audience doesn't know who you are. So at you know, I kind of want to bring them in a little bit closer so they understand that. You're a pretty cool dude, <laughs> and you know what you're talking about when it comes to marketing and and uh, e-commerce and all that stuff. So, why don't you kind of share with our listeners like how you got into e-commerce, maybe a little bit about yourself, and just kind of tell us the the Chris Grant story. Sure. Uh, so I've been <clears throat> I have been self-employed since I was you know, 18. Uh, I started out as an insurance agent and in a family business. I was going to take over. And that was that was the life plan. Uh, but corporate had another idea and they said, you know what, we don't do that anymore. And so I wanted to find something different. And then we had a kid 
And I was like, you know, this, this going to an office every day is kind of the pits. Mm -hmm. Uh, I really don't want to have to do that. And so I started looking for other things and to be honest with you, I got, I got started drop shipping on eBay Hmm. and that was the very first kind of foray I had into e-commerce. And I realized that it wasn't sustainable long-term just due to the fact that I had to stay up until two or three in the morning to make sure all these orders got out. And, you know, back then I, I was very limited with my capital and things. And so I tried to figure out some other things. And so Dropshipping on eBay kind of led me down the path to, uh, well, here's Amazon. And uh, I, you know, I heard a podcast uh, about Amazon selling, and that kind of led me to Chris Green and, you know, Nate McAllister. And, and then I sure. met you and, and it all mm-hmm. kind of just, you know, a light bulb flipped on. So we started doing retail arbitrage and online arbitrage. Uh, mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> I've always kind of been somebody who, as I learn something, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to share that. I, I know that if I learn it and then I teach it, well, I'm probably going to know it good enough that I could actually make some money at it or uh, actually remember it. And so then I just start sharing what I'm learning mm-hmm. and that's turned into, you know, helping out in groups and doing some affiliate marketing via teaching and, you know, some courses and, uh, and all of that stuff, which has been in the absolute most rewarding thing that I've probably done in my life is uh, is teaching other people how to make money or make more money in their own business. Uh, and so it's been it's been a fun ride, man. Yeah. Well, I know um, I know one of the one of your kind of flagship things that you've done um, is is teamed up with Nate McAllister on. Uh, the OA challenge, and uh, and we'll we'll actually talk about that a little bit towards the end. Um, you you've been really kind of focused on that, but what are some of the other things? Like, where is your business at today? What what kind of what do you do all day long? Um, you know what what takes up your time uh, in your in your daily business? Sure. So, uh, I mean, we do still sell on Amazon. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. not. Not as much as we used to, but uh, still enough to cover the bills. That's the yeah. that's the whole point. That's our you know if everything else went away, well, I know that sure. my bills are still covered by what we sell on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <clears throat> other than that, we you know we do the OA challenge, so that takes up a, a portion of time just making sure that uh, you know our customers are taken care of and well, our customer, our tribe. I mean, it's it's grown into more mm-hmm. than just a customer relationship. Yeah. Uh, I also have a, you know, a, what I call a VIP group and uh, any questions, concerns that those folks have, you know, they're my people. They get they get first crack at my time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do a twice a week, you know, live where we're learning something new. Um, I <clears throat> I am I'm always trying to tinker with things. So if I, mm-hmm. you know, figure something out or or. Someone says, hey, what do you think about this? I try to put a twist on it and, and see how it can make things easier, uh, faster, better. Uh, and so whenever I figure something out, I share it immediately with those folks. Um, and outside of that, other than that, we do a little bit of sourcing. Uh, you know, we spend a lot of time answering emails and, and people's questions. You know, I get a ton of DMs every day. Uh, hey, what do you think of this? You know, can I get your opinion on this? Uh, and so that's where a bulk of my time is spent. That's awesome. So, so tell us, you, you mentioned, you know, you, you do a lot of teaching, um, but what, what do you feel are like unique qualifications that you bring to the table in this space that you're in, whether it is with the OA challenge or, you know, uh, you mentioned you even started drop shipping on eBay. Um, but what do you feel like you bring to the table to these, businesses to this to these things that that make you qualified to kind of be in the in that space sure uh so and without sounding braggy or anything but i i think Humble that uh, i have a i think <laughs> i have a unique ability to take something that can seem complex uh, for example keepa you know we've all used it uh you yeah. know it's most people get it at a surface level but there mm-hmm. are there are 10 more layers to what you can do with Keepa. Uh, and I've tried to, you know, break it down and, and decode it. And I'm able to relay that information in a way that, you know, even 
my son can kind of understand it at eight years old. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so I think that's what my unique ability is. And so I'm able to take these concepts that seem difficult, seem insurmountable. And, you know, a lot of people would come up against them and say, you know what, that's too much. I've got too much going on and we make it easier to get over that, that hurdle. Uh, and yeah. so that's really what I try to focus on. Yeah. I think that's, that's cool. awesome. My, my brother-in-law used to, used to, you know, always say when he was, he, when he was explaining things to me, uh, he'd always say, how do you eat an elephant? one bite at a time because he had that same uh, ability to, to make thing to put it into bite-sized pieces so you can get a bigger understanding of what the larger thing is. But um, that ability is, is definitely um, well needed because it's sure. something that I'm, I'm not super great at myself because I, I get too caught up in, you know, the, the bigger picture and instead of breaking it down granularly for people to, to consume and understand, you know, the purpose of the, the greater purpose of the product, what the greater value is that they can get out of that thing, like Keepa, for instance, that they're using. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, particularly in, you know, with teaching, that's a super, that's an awesome skill to have. Yeah. Um, and it makes people, I mean, I've known you for a long time, so I do know that you are a, you have a natural um, gift for just, helping people too. It's not just that you can, but you also actually enjoy it. You even mentioned earlier that it, you know, it's giving you a lot of fulfillment. Um, now, you know, obviously you're, you're on the print on demand cast. We talk about print on demand here. Um, you know, I don't want to pull the wool over anybody's eyes. You actually don't do any print on demand currently. You had a merch by Amazon account, but it got canceled. Do you know the reason just as an aside, do you know why it got canceled or did you, are you kind of one of those people that just has no freaking idea? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could say that I have no idea because Amazon didn't say, Hey, this is why your account mm. is canceled. Uh, but I, I mean, I had, you know, Chris Green's been a friend for a long time. I'm just going to start name dropping the rest of this episode. <laughs> uh, but fine. Chris Green's been a, been a friend for a long time. And he was like, listen, merch is here. Hop on. So I was sure. there like in the Wild West and there we didn't know what what was OK and what wasn't. Right. And I I really tread that. I I, I rode that line pretty hard. Mm. OK, uh, so I, I I probably deserved it. you know uh, so uh so yeah i i had my account canceled when we were doing well i think at at one point we were up to maybe five or six thousand a month in uh in royalties uh yeah it was you know we were we were hustling the merch uh by amazon Mm -hmm. uh and how did that feel when all of that went away because at that point you you didn't have the oa challenge you didn't have kind of you know i guess you were still probably selling on on Amazon and perhaps mm-hmm. on eBay or some other online channels. But how did that feel when all of a sudden five grand just gets, you know, in not revenue in actual profit, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, just got ripped away from you. How did that feel? Oh yeah. That was a punch in the gut for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I did not enjoy that at all. Uh, and, and I had to, you know, I had to fire a, a U.S. based, you know, part-time employee. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because I was having him do, you know, research and, uh, he was managing a, a VA who was creating designs. Uh, yeah. and I was like, well, I was like, we're, we're out of business, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, there, there's a good ending to his story. You know, he, he went on and, uh, I talked him out of going to college and starting a business and, and he went <laughs> on to, to do well for himself. Uh, okay. you know, but, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a huge punch in the gut and I probably should have fought a little bit harder, but, you know, I decided that I would just double down on our Amazon business and and not let it stop me from, you know, wouldn't let it stop me from being a, a my own boss. Sure. So people are probably wondering, well, he doesn't do print on demand. Why is he on your show, Travis? Josiah, <laughs> what are you guys doing? You know, um, but there is a method to our madness. I think uh, we have talked, Chris, you and I have talked a lot on, you know, we've talked a lot just in general, but I remember um, we talked back when uh, Clubhouse was kind of really getting going and, and uh, at least it was to me. And we, we both sat in and, and talked a little bit about um, some ways to use POD and marketing 
um, and there was somebody that was talking on stage and we got really interested. In fact, we had a long conversation. I think we just, we called each other on Facebook, you know, right afterwards and, and had probably another 20 minute conversation about how we could use what we heard on clubhouse with print on demand and with marketing. And so, um, you mentioned building a tribe, um, and using print on demand to build a tribe. So let's get started with, uh, with that kind of concept. Would you explain that to us? Um, you know, what does it mean to use print on demand to build a tribe? Yeah, absolutely. So the way that I envision it you know, in my head is, well, first of all, let's talk about what you're trying. If you are someone who teaches or you know, sells, you know, a digital product of some sort or, you know, some sort of membership, you are, you're in the business of finding like-minded people to come mm-hmm. and, and be with you and buy your products and, and you better make sure they're good. Okay. I, I would like to say that first of all, uh, but you are building a tribe and people like to show off what tribe they belong to. It, it just, it's just the way of human nature. Uh, you know, for example, my son's school, you join the PTA, you get a t-shirt and we all wear the, the t-shirt when there are meetings or school functions or things like that, because we want to show this is one of our tribes mm-hmm. and you should be doing that for, for your business, uh, you know, for your, for your tribe, because people do, they, they buy in more and they want to show other people, Oh yeah, you know what I am, I am, for example, with the OA challenge, they are challengers. I am a challenger. Um, and you know, we have things like, one of the things that we talk about a lot in the OA challenge is embracing the suck. I mean, so much so that like <laughs> there are several people who have it as their phone screen background. Yeah. Uh, and so if you make things that people want to actually wear on a shirt, like embrace the suck, or I have an OA challenge t-shirt that I give to people, people are happy to wear it and talk about it. And it makes them feel uh, much closer to your tribe than if you don't have, you know, that t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. I think everyone is, yeah, it kind of goes to everyone's looking for some place to belong or like you said, these, these people that are like-minded and I think, um, shirts definitely, or any merch, water bottles, bracelets, whatever it is that you can provide, um, to to help them feel kind of patched in. It's kind of like that motorcycle gang, like, Hey, I got my patch. I got my shirt. I got, you know, whatever it is. I am now a part of that OA Challenge Club. It, it's mm-hmm. no doubt about it. No, no only way mm-hmm. to get this shirt is when you embrace the suck, and I embraced it, and now I have the shirt. So, um, can, can people that, that don't sell digital products use this idea of, of building a tribe? And can you give us an example of of what that would what that would look like? Yeah, absolutely. So, there's a guy um, by the name of Trey Llewellyn, and I don't know if you guys uh, know of him or have heard of him, mm-hmm. but uh, he sells mostly physical products, but he doesn't do it on Amazon or anything like that. He does it all through, you know, uh, he'll either do a funnel like click funnels or maybe a Shopify site or something like that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times the, the buy-in, the first thing that you're, you know, given the opportunity to buy is a t-shirt. Uh, and and he'll pick different verticals. Maybe maybe it's in the maybe it's in the Second Amendment vertical. You know, people who are into firearms and yeah. uh, you know the Second Amendment things like that. That might be one space that he moves into. And so there will be a shirt is the very first thing. And then further on down the funnel, well maybe it's a gun cleaning kit. Uh, and then it's a it's a membership to sure the second amendment foundation or something like that. Well, that could be done in just about any vertical. There's another guy who does something very similar in the barbecue niche, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know? And so the first shirt is, you know, I like to barbecue or whatever, something nice and catchy. And then it's a barbecue. uh, I don't know. Maybe it's a custom barbecue cleaning set. And then it's a membership into the, the meat of the month club or the, or the barbecue club where we talk about smoking meat and here are new recipes to try. 
So hmm. I think there's a tons of ways where you could use POD to bring people into uh, the very front stage of becoming a member of your tribe. Yeah. And I guess POD would be kind of almost a proof of concept to be more cost efficient too, as far as cost wise, because if you get the people end up buy the shirt, then you know, you have that, that information that they're in and then right. you can sell them that physical product that might cost you more to invest than a print on demand t-shirt. You might have to, you know, mm-hmm. pony up some more money to get those products to sell. But um, I will say that that's a pretty fascinating um, strategy, something that I, I don't know that I necessarily have, have thought of. I do a lot with it. We do a lot with influencer marketing and working with influencers, but that particular idea going after those verticals like that, and then getting more products to follow that is, is, is pretty fascinating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I'll tell you, what fascinates me so much about like his business model is that's part of the reason it's cheap. You know, you can, yeah, you make a design and you decide what product it's going to be on. And then you have a company or somebody be ready to do the POD for you. And then on the second, on the second product, the upsell, a lot of times he'll actually arbitrage the product from a place like Walmart. (laughs) Yeah. You know, maybe the lens cleaning kit is a, is a Walmart product (laughs) and he doesn't go buy them until he actually has them sold. Sure, sure. You know, or so. if it's a barbecue, you know, type of thing, he goes and he buys it, and and uh, and he brings it to his his engraving POD guy, and the POD guy puts, you know, barbecue master yeah. group or you know or whatever on it, the name of his his group or something like that. Um, I mean, there's a lot of different ways. I think you can, you know, you can go with that. Um, I think one thing that Josiah, you touched on. Um, I, I think for our listeners, you know, you don't have to like bite this whole thing off and, and go, yeah. oh man, I'm going to now do this and I'm going to go, you know, figure out how to do a funnel and, you know, and, and <laughs> build an audience and then go buy something. You could, um, find somebody who's already doing that, who's already, you know, a marketer, um, and just assist them maybe just on the POD piece or maybe a couple yeah. products into their funnel to where, you know, cause I mean, that's basically what it is. It's a funnel, the t-shirt or the the coffee mug or whatever's at the top yeah. and, and the products, maybe, maybe they don't get more expensive, but usually they, they kind of do or more because you're seeing who's going to kind of keep following yeah and and traveling down that funnel right chris who's fully bought in yeah 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 absolutely you want to see who's you know who's going to travel down that funnel and uh and then those people are going to be the you know the people that you reach out to for future products you know or maybe Mm. your really high-end products down the road once they've kind of bought into your tribe you know yeah. 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 I think too, Travis, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, you know, but my thought is you talking about for our listeners going in and, and partnering with a marketer or someone in marketing to provide that kind of POD piece or for those funnels. Uh, because I would, I would venture to guess that probably this might be an idea that a lot of people aren't thinking about because yeah. when we went to Portland for the first time we ever kind of were around <laughs> the print industry, a lot of those guys didn't know what it meant or what the value was to even sell online, period. They right. were just blown away. Do you sell on Amazon? Why would I do that? Okay, wow. next booth. Do you sell on Amazon? Why would I sell on Amazon? <clears throat> okay, next booth. I mean, almost to the person, they were just yeah. like, no, we don't. So, And because print-on-demand is such a new, relatively new um, venture and technology, to, I can guarantee there's marketers out there that either A, have thought of the idea – but it's too cost effective to go to a screen printer and get this stuff done up in in bulk to sit on to possibly sell or B, they haven't thought of the idea in general. So I think it's a really cool kind of foot in the door where you don't have to figure out the whole pie. You can just put the whipped cream on top and have yourself (laughs) a pumpkin pie. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, if, if this is something that you do want to, you know, kind of jump in with both feet, um, there's there's some things that you would need to kind of invest in at least up up front. You know, one of them would be some type of email capture, you know, software yeah. or something like that. Um, but I do know uh, we were talking about this a little bit before because um, 
I, you know, if, if you've ever listened to anything on marketing, you, you've heard the phrase, the money is in the list. And, and what that's referring to is the email list, of course. And, and there's like metrics that, you know, based on if I have this many people, I get X many dollars per email I sent based on the number of people I have. And, and it's literally a formula that marketers use. Um, but I think what happens or what can happen is that people hear that and they get really excited and they're like, okay, I got to build a list. I got to, I got to build it fast. And I, I need thousands of people because then every person I have on my list, every time I send an email, I'll get X person, you know, X cents or, a, you know, a dollar 50 or, you know, whatever that number is. And so they get really excited without kind of figuring out the long term that that funnel that we talked about and so chris i I wonder if you could speak to that a little bit and and maybe kind of an order of operations if you will um Mm -hmm. for how to build this out how how do you build a funnel where where are the things you need to fall or where the things you need to focus on at first and then second and third etc etc yeah so the i mean the first thing is yeah there will be some technology pieces that you're going to need But I think the very first thing you need to do is, one, you need to decide who you're going to serve. Hmm. And I don't know. I think that marketing and especially Internet marketing, it can really get a bad it can get a bad rap. Hmm. But I think that it can absolutely be done right as long as you make sure that you are going out and looking to serve someone else. You're looking to serve a customer. You're looking to serve your tribe and always keeping them top of mind. It it will help you sleep a lot better at night. I can say that much for sure. (laughs) Um, And so, because if you just go out and you get, you know, you know what, I want every single email address that I can get my (laughs) hands on. uh, It actually will, it will backfire on you. It will, it will not be worth your time or your money. Uh, You know, for example, I've given away things like, um, Nintendo switches and iPads in the past. And the problem with doing that is it does not serve my audience. It does not serve my Mm. tribe of Amazon sellers. It really is. Everybody wants a free iPad. Mm -hmm. And so 99% of those emails I had to throw away because they Mm -hmm. got out onto Twitter or wherever, and you get hundreds and hundreds of people to sign up, uh, but they're all garbage emails. Right. So, Make sure that you have an avatar in mind of who you want to be in your tribe. Uh, you know, I want I want people who are between the ages of 25 and 45. Uh, typically, they're married. Typically, they have a family. Typically, they're working a nine to five, but they either want an income on the side or they want to be able to, uh, you know, tell the man that I'm not going to be under your thumb anymore and go do their own thing. Uh, that's who I'm looking to serve. Right. Uh, and then after that, it becomes a lot easier because you learn what your tribe needs. Uh, you learn what kind of things that they're hungry for. And then you go and you create the best thing, whatever it is your, your audience needs, you create the best for them, uh, whether it's education or software or a physical product or whatever it is, uh, you create the best one for them. And then when you take it to them, they're usually pretty happy to reward you by purchasing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. um, Excuse me. I know a lot of people, um, you know, in the e-commerce space, you know, we we had talked about, uh, uh, sorry, I'm going to mute for a second. Remember, I said last week that I was I was over that cough. Well, did, was that all a cough? Or did back. You, did you sneeze sporadically? Because it looked painful. Did Whatever it? you were doing did not <laughs> look fun. <laughs> uh, it wasn't fun. No, I was coughing. Um, well, what, what I wanted to say was, uh, there's a lot of people that come into print on demand because, you know, and let's just be real, it it can be a really low barrier of entry um, yep. because you, of course, you don't have to hold any physical you know, inventory. Um, it's, it's pretty simple. You don't have to have a lot of cash on hand because you can pay for your blanks with the money that comes in when it actually comes in. So, um, I mean, and that's true to an extent now, but the next level, you know, if you really want to be successful in any business, you need to go where people aren't, you know, and I, 
I think that's one of the reasons, you know, that we've brought you on here, Chris, because some of these ideas that we're talking about, they're, they're not just kind of beginner run of the mill ideas, they're advanced ideas. And they're things that, you know, I mean, even Josiah was like, I hadn't really thought of that. That's a great idea. And we hope to, to present that to people. Um, But I think that, um, you know, so, so in, in that spirit, I think it would be cool if we could give them some more ideas, you know, Um, I wanted to maybe talk about kind of that, free t-shirt idea, you know, that Mm -hmm. we, we were going or that we were listening to that one gentleman talk about on, on clubhouse a while back. Um, do you remember it, Chris, really well to where you could articulate it really well? I kind of remember it enough to maybe jog your memory if you don't, but if you do go ahead and take a stab at it. Jog my memory a little bit. I I know that the, I know the free t-shirt was kind of the, the lead magnet. Yeah, Uh, exactly. Yeah. So it was that kind of same thing with, um, you know, it was kind of that same thing with find a vertical, you know, maybe it's pets or something like that, um, that you're interested in. Obviously, don't, I would not recommend necessarily going into a, a niche that you're, you know, not super excited about because you'll get bored right. with it. If you <laughs> like pets, you know, if you have pets, if you enjoy different dog breeds or something like that, maybe that's a good one for you. And so you go into that niche, you, you basically have kind of what Chris was talking about this, this funnel idea to where, um, you're building a tribe and you're, and so you're trying to get emails. And so one idea for getting emails, and this is also, I will say also something you can present to another marketer who already has an audience, um, to get more emails that aren't throwaway emails because they're, because you're going to be presenting this T-shirt that is in their niche, and so only people that really like dogs or you know like a you know an Australian Shepherd, for instance, or whatever, are going to be interested in this in this promotion. Um, and so, Chris, how would you go about setting that up with um, you know using that kind of you know an Australian Shepherd group or something on Facebook? Um, what's the next step to kind of maybe market that use POD to gain email addresses. How would you go about that? And so if I were going to do that, uh, I would, I would really, really niche down. So, hmm. you know, you, you mentioned Australian shepherd. I, I would maybe like a beagle or something like that. I would go mm-hmm. after, uh, one breed and then I would create something. I mean, amazing. I, I would want the shirt to be something that, I am I am a dog lover, but I am also not a person who wears like I'm a dog dad t-shirts. <laughs> sure. So I would want to go out and I would want to create something that even the you know closeted beagle lover <laughs> would want to wear. Okay. Uh and, and I think that would be your first step. It can't just be anything. You know, you, you gotta catch eyeballs. That's I mean, you gotta in, if you're doing Facebook ads, you need something that is going to stop the scroll. That is mm, a marketing yeah. term for getting people's to stop for a moment, at least look at your ad. Uh, so that would be number one. Number two, I really do think that you need to have a plan in place because you can't <laughs> sure. just, you can't make a living giving away free t-shirts. So you need to figure out, well, what is step two after the t-shirt? So that eventually you can at least break even or make a little bit of money. And maybe it is a training course specific to beagle. Beagles are, hmm. I don't have a beagle. I've got a, I got a big horse of a dog, <laughs> um, but uh, I believe beagles are, are yappy. So mm-hmm. maybe you have, you know, three secrets to shutting your beagle up <laughs> uh, and you have that on the back end. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then go find out where your tribe is already hanging out. They're probably in Facebook groups. Yeah. They're probably in Reddit threads uh, mm-hmm. or subreddits. I need mm-hmm. to use the term properly. Uh, someone's <laughs> gonna gonna tell me I'm wrong. Uh, and there are probably other places that they hang out. Uh, and if you can then go there, find out what kind of language they're using. Find out. Uh, what your avatar really looks like, like, am I the avatar or is it the, the 50 year old single woman, you know, with three beagles, like who, mm-hmm. who are you marketing to? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then go give them something that they want. And that, that could be a free t-shirt on the lead in. 
that they absolutely want to have. And then you're going to get a name. You're going to get an email address. You're going to get a physical address, which can be important as well because you could market with lumpy mail later on, uh, <laughs> you know, to sell a product. Um, and then eventually you're going to want to offer them something else once you have that email so that you actually make some money back. High right. margin would be a course, but maybe it's also a, I don't know, maybe it's a, a I don't know, a doggy poo bag holder that's customized, you know, or whatever, <laughs> yeah. you know? So, but yeah, have a plan for what's next because you are going to need to sell something. Yeah, I think, um, <clears throat> sorry, one one thing you could do as a print-on-demand seller is partner with somebody who already does have a course, you know, that already does have a niche, you know, and give bring this idea to them. Hey, let's give away a free T-shirt. You take a little bit on the T-shirt, and then they build their list because anybody who buys their course is going to, you know, spend two, three, four, five hundred thousand dollars. So they're not worried about, you know, the ten dollars that they spent with you to buy a t-shirt or whatever it is. And you you know, yeah. you just make your little money on all and you take all the orders and you do all the work and then you make, you know, however many, you know, maybe they get a thousand people that want this shirt. Well, that's that's not a small amount. And you take that little cut, they get a thousand more people that are qualified that are in their niche to then sell their thousand dollar product to. It makes a lot of sense for them and it makes a lot of sense for you. And I think that's kind of the idea. Um, you know, again, these are just thoughts and ideas that we want to kind of yeah. present to our audience as, wow, I hadn't thought of pod, you know, print on demand in that way. Yeah, I'll be honest. If, if someone came to me and was like, you know what, like, actually, if you guys came came to me tomorrow and were like, you know what, I really liked the the intro where you said you're the world's okayest Amazon seller. Let's make that into like a really awesome shirt. Uh, I'd be like, oh, you know what, let's do it. I'll pay you guys for each one, and uh, I'll give them away for free to you know our Facebook group. Yeah. And yeah. grab all those emails. You know, I would yeah. absolutely do that. Yeah. And I, I like this idea too. And because Travis, you keep, you keep bringing it up as well is find someone that has a course, find someone that's a marketer mm-hmm. and just, just do what you as a, as a print on demand provider, as a t-shirt designer, what you are the best at instead of trying to build it all from the ground up of like, Oh, well, great. Now I got to research on how to shut up a beagle. If I want to go on the next step of this thing, (laughs) you could just, you know, find someone that already has five beagles that are impeccably silent. So, you know, and and leverage their knowledge. But I, I I love that idea because there's lots of synergy there Mm -hmm. uh, and and working with other people. And um, it just, it makes it beneficial for everybody. Cause like Mm -hmm. you just said, Chris, you're all in on that, on that idea. So, so some there's other people out that are going to be equally as bought into the idea of like, yeah, absolutely. You're going to get a hundred emails people to get. Yeah. I want you're going to get a hundred emails, Chris. Yeah. When <laughs> this episode comes out, you're going to get a hundred emails soliciting yep. you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we're, we're actually going to dox you. We have your address. So Travis didn't tell you that, but these are people pulling up. Fur, fur, I've got six beagles. So uh, <laughs> you're going to become the beagle whisperer and you have no intention of being that when you got here. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we're, um, we've, we've gone a little while. Let's, let's jump into the magic questions. And so these are questions uh, yes. that we ask all of our print on demand or all of our guests on the print on demand cast. And um, being that you are not in print on demand, these are going to be extra special challenging to you, Chris. All right. Um, I mean, not all of them are, are POD related, but um, let's just jump in. Uh, tell us about a time when something happened in your business that felt like a failure. Oh, uh, that's a great one. Well, actually, you know what? Uh, I was just recently suspended from Amazon. Uh, yeah, yeah that that did that felt like felt like I failed because I, I know I know better. I know what not to do. I know you know all the things that typically get you tripped up to get suspended. Uh, and in the ten years I've had an Amazon account, I've never been suspended. Wow. Uh, and it was right in the middle of 
the one vacation I take every year. Uh, and, <laughs> oh, of course. Uh, you know, you wake up and, and that's a horrible email to get. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that, that did feel like a failure, especially since it took like two months to get my account reinstated. Oh, uh, you oh know, but it wasn't, wasn't really, it wasn't really my fault. It was a, you know, it was a change that was made uh, that I didn't know about, but there, there is my failure. I, mm-hmm. I did not make sure that I had my finger on the tiniest little pulse of something that Amazon started <laughs> doing and, and they got me. Yep. Oh my gosh. That is not a unique story. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you're not, you're not the only one that didn't, it was but probably it, a pulse that didn't exist the night before and then yeah. just suddenly started beating. Yeah. So I know I'll tell, I'll tell you exactly what it was. It was an associated account. So, mm. I had shipped a gift to a friend that we have uh, mm-hmm. whose account has been suspended. And Amazon then started taking all the addresses from your buyer account and importing them into your seller account. Hmm. And, oh, wow. Uh, and so I got someone's address who had been suspended in my seller account. And they're like, oh, you guys, you know, you guys must work together. Uh, since you oh sent their gosh. kid a, a birthday present and they suspended me for an associated <laughs> uh, account. Well, that, that'll, that'll learn you about sending people birthday presents. Yeah. yeah I'm you, not Christmas. sending people gifts any ever again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris, you've, you've mentioned um, another Chris quite frequently, or not, you name dropped him like twice and that's probably mm-hmm. the why he'll watch the episode, but Chris Green, um, you mentioned him a couple of times, but throughout your entire career as you've been on this journey, how important have, have mentoring relationships and training been? And who are some of those people that you you look up to um, in, in the space that, that you're in? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think <clears throat> I think that mentoring is uh, the absolute uh, biggest return on your investment that you can you can make. Whether it is uh, something you pay for, whether it is something that you earn from what you do in return or what you do for somebody else or um, whatever. I'll be honest, when I, when I first got started uh, in the e-commerce space, I reached out to people. And I said, listen, I will come and work for you for free. I will provide my own transportation, but I would like to you know, sit and learn you know, at the feet of someone who was ahead of me. And I, I, I tried, nobody took me up on it. Uh, and I probably thought I was a little weird, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I was willing to go that far to make sure that I, I knew what I needed to know, uh, to become successful. Uh, so mentoring is huge. And, uh, there are several people who I would shout out here. Uh, Chris Green, of course, Mm-hmm. Uh, Nate McAllister is a good friend of mine and a mentor. He's taught me a, a ton of things about marketing and uh, selling and copywriting, uh, and all doing it in a way where you can still, you know, sleep at night. You can look yourself in the mirror. Um, mm-hmm. Travis has been uh, a sounding board and a friend for a long time in the e-commerce and pod space that I've been able to bounce questions off of. Um, Paul Witter has been a good friend and somebody I can, I can go to if I have a question about something that I'm not sure about. Hmm. Uh, and I'm sure there's other people I'm, I'm going to miss, but those guys for sure. That's cool. I still remember the first time I met you was in, in Vegas at an mm-hmm. ASD. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I, I believe that was the first time I met you and you were kind of tagging along with Nate, um, and uh, because he was coming there to kind of network and you were like, well, I want to get in with Nate. And you guys, you had a previous relationship. He'd even I think he'd even name dropped you to to me. But prior to that. But I, I mean, that goes to show you were like willing to even travel to Las Vegas. <laughs> you know, I think you were living in Ohio at the time. Yeah. Um but uh, but yeah, travel to Las Vegas just to be around people, you know, and we talk about, you know, I mean, that's why we did the Rocky Mountain Reseller Conference. We've, mm-hmm. you know, we're talking about um, doing something in uh, in in the L.A. region, Huntington Beach for ISS um, in January and just being around these people. Uh, that's a that's a that's a huge thing. I, I, yeah. I, I think you you know, you said it really well. 
Yeah, it's. I'll tell you. So that first ASD where we met, I didn't. I was so unsure of myself, and you know, wasn't sure. Like, you know, should I really go and do this? Like, I actually didn't buy a ticket to go to Las Vegas until about two in the morning, uh, <laughs> the morning wow. of going to ASD. But uh, I credit my wife. She's like, listen. She's like, it's important. You know, it's important to make relationships. Important to have contacts. And learn from people that you're interested in learning from. She's like, buy the ticket and get on the plane and go. Uh, And so, you know, and the rest is history. It's probably the best investment I ever made. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. High praise. All right. Travis, should we do one more? Yes, do one more. One more. Okay. Uh, Well, this is one that we ask everybody, Chris. So we call it our crystal ball question. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you think? What's your opinion on what the future of print on demand is? That's a that is a great question. So, being somebody on the outside who, you know, doesn't necessarily keep my finger on the pulse of the print on demand industry like I probably should, I would imagine that there is a really bright future for a lot of reasons. Number 1, uh, a huge part of the fashion industry is moving towards sustainability. Hmm. And hmm. You're seeing that in the renaissance of the resale market, which is going to be six or seven billion dollars this year. Uh, It's becoming massive. Uh, But on the front end, I think a huge advantage that pod has over, uh, you know, other fashion is that you don't have to make more than you might sell. (laughs) And so. I was actually reading an article the other day and it was talking about how uh, we are inundating countries, you know, like Africa, India with all of the things that we make for Americans and then they end up never being sold. Well, if we were able to move to more of a print on demand kind of, you know, uh, business, you would, you wouldn't have all that leftover. You know, sure. Right. You guys have to buy blanks and things like that. And, and, you know, you've got to keep all that on stock. But a blank, you know, is not something that you have to get rid of when the season changes. You just change the design that you're going to put on the blank. Uh, And so I think it could probably do a lot uh, in the fact that you'd be a lot greener, a lot more sustainable than a regular old fashioned house. Yeah, I'd read somewhere that... um, the losing Super Bowl team, like they print shirts for both teams, obviously, because they have mm-hmm. to have them on hand. But the team that loses, all of those hats and shirts and whatever, all go to those countries that you mentioned because there's, I mean, there's there's no use for them here now. But uh, just yeah. think about the number of shirts that are already pre-made and then just, yeah, you know, for lack of a better term, discarded because they're not you can't use them here in America. But that is such a high volume. I don't know how print on demand would 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 uh you know solve that particular case but that just mm-hmm. goes to show there is a lot of of that happening for sure I, yeah. what i'd like to know is who is eating on uh the commemorative plate of the loser of the super bowl from last year where did those go <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> you guys well, you travis, guys are really hurt travis tried to, really travis tried to get the uh travis tried to get the ones from last year cuz he, he probably yeah. has a couple chief plates in there that I would love to yeah, get all of that gear from, you know, so I guess I'll be traveling to, you know, some foreign country where they dump all this crap and <laughs> all my, all my just, chiefs, just, all these kids running around in chiefs t-shirts and just, uh, and eating off chief plates, yeah. Yes. yeah, chief plates, drinking out of chief beer mugs and koozies <laughs> and yeah, so you just use all the shirts uh, to dry all of your tears. That's well, okay. Chris, this has been a lot of fun, man. It's always good to talk to you. I always enjoy our conversations because you're you're just really you've, you've got you've got you're smart. <laughs> you know, you you've got your finger on the on the pulse of a lot of different things. Um, I I don't sell on Amazon as far as like physical products and and you know arbitrage and those types of things anymore. I still I guess I still have some private label products that I sell, and of course I sell print on demand. Um, but, uh, I still subscribe to your five things Friday email, you know, that you send out just kind of a, Hey, this is what's going on in Amazon things you should be aware of. It's a great email. I would encourage all of our listeners to jump on that list. Even if you don't sell 
again, physical products, you're just doing print on demand. It's a good email to have to kind of keep your, your finger on the pulse of Amazon. Um, but beyond that, you've got an incredible, incredible course um, that you've been doing for quite a while. And I have, I, the, I see all of the people that talk about how great the OA challenge is. Um, and I see the glowing reviews that you guys have. Can you talk to us a little bit about the OA challenge? Cause I know, you know, obviously it's not necessarily pod focused, but it's something that you do. You do an excellent job. And again, it's, it's per- perhaps another way that some of our listeners could maybe make a little extra money on the side to invest yeah. in something that, you know, they care about. So, um, share a little bit about the OA challenge and then we'll, we'll kind of tell them how they can get involved. Yeah, Absolutely. So uh, the, the OA Challenge would not exist if it weren't for uh, yeah, Chris and Nate really pushing mm. uh, to, to make it happen. So I, I appreciate those guys for that. And they do a lot of stuff uh, behind the scenes, and I'm the one who does the teaching. And so essentially we go through 14 days, uh, soup to nuts, kind of what you need to know to be dangerous on Amazon. Uh, and the biggest portion of that is mastering Keepa, because if you can master Keepa, then you can have a much better chance of being able to prognosticate what's going to happen in the future to a mm. product that you arbitrage on Amazon. And then there are also a bunch of ways that you can use Keepa to source uh, and do all kinds of really fancy stuff. And we dig into all of that. And then we learn how to source manually, uh, you know, and I'm talking open up a web page on the left side of your screen, open up Amazon on the right, <laughs> and we just start searching back and forth until we hit a winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, we learn how to use levers like tactical arbitrage uh, mm-hmm. to make sure to, to be able to know how to uh, find 10 or 20 products in the time it might take us to find maybe one product or even no products with manual sourcing. Uh, and then we, you know, talk about we do talk a little bit about the business side where, yeah, and it's, it's really the fundamentals. Uh, I think that, yeah, I, I want people to be John Stockton of Amazon. I don't necessarily want people to be Allen Iverson. Uh, I want them to be able to make those layups over and over and over again, uh, because that's how you build a solid business. Uh, hmm. you know, and uh, and so we go over those kind of things, putting in your reps. We figure out what it takes to build uh, a real sustainable business with replens and, you know, all kinds of cool stuff. So it's been it's been an absolute pleasure being able to do the OA challenge and seeing some of the people who come out of it uh, and, you know, grow their business. And some people who started after the OA challenge and now are making, you know, several thousand or even tens of thousands of dollars a month. Uh, it's been just one of the, just one of the best feelings to, you know, have just a, just a little bit of something to do with those people's success. Yeah. Yeah. That's That's awesome. awesome. Well, Chris was, um, kind enough to give us a link to offer to you guys, um, as, as an affiliate. So if you do go through the OA challenge through this link, um, we'll get a little kickback. It's printondemandcast.com slash OA challenge. And if you're interested in that, you know, that's awesome. Go check it out. See if it's for you. If, if it's not, if you're, you know, really focused on the POD, that's totally cool too. We just wanted to put it out there as an option. Something that Chris has, um, really kind of made a name for himself in the, in the Amazon space with, um, and it's because it's such a quality product. It's such a yeah. quality course, um, and and he's done such a good good job with it, and you can tell just by the little time that we spent here today that he knows he knows a little bit about marketing, and you can tell just by listening to him, you know I I want to I want to I want to hear Chris talk more. You know he's just got such an even keel <laughs> voice. He's, you know he's a teacher at heart. You know and you could tell, and that, I, I think that you know that um, that's part of your success is that you know people do trust you. Um, and, you know, and I can say, I've known you for a lot of, a lot of years and you've done so many things, um, you know, just out of the kindness of your heart for me and, and for several of the people I know, um, I know that you're a trustworthy guy and you're a good dude. So, um, thanks again for coming on, on the show. Um, Josiah, do you have any, yeah. Do you have anything else you want to ask Chris before we let him go? No, man. Thank you so much though for, for coming on the show. It's been great to kind of sit under your learning tree 
And, uh, you know, Travis and I always say uh, we're the first listeners uh, whenever we interview uh, folks. So um, it's been awesome to hear your expertise, your advice, your insight. Uh, Mm -hmm. One thing, though, before you go, uh, before we let you go, uh, if people want to follow you, get in touch with you, find out more about OA Challenge, all of that kind of stuff, uh, let us let them know where they can find you, your your social media, um, username, tags, all that kind of stuff, and then we'll, we'll wrap it up. I am at Clear the Shelf uh, pretty much everywhere. You'll find me on Facebook at Clear the Shelf. Find me on Instagram at Clear the Shelf. Uh, you can check out my blog at cleartheshelf.com. Um, and I'm in most FBA Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. So if you, uh, if you go to one of those and throw a stone, uh, or tag me in something, <laughs> I will most likely respond. That's awesome. Well, Chris, thanks so much. Man. We look forward to, uh, to having you back on the show in the future. We always say that, uh, you know, we look forward to maybe one day eventually having like a, a print on demand cast get together with some of our That'd favorite awesome. guests and listeners and just kind of have a, a weekend together. If that happens, you were on the list for sure. We will let you know. Uh, it'd be <laughs> great to to get with you in person and hang out and talk some more shops. So uh, thank awesome. you so much for coming on the show, man. Thank you guys. I appreciate you. Well, there you have it, folks. Our interview with Chris and uh, was the dad joke worth it or was the dad joke worth it? Mm. Uh, one of my favorites. I've already posted it to all of the social medias because I couldn't <laughs> stop laughing. But um, Travis, how do you think the interview went, man? I feel like there was lots of good stuff in there. Uh, so yeah, give us your, your feedback, uh, as to how you thought things went. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't, I think if you listen to the interview, you know, I'm a huge Chris Grant fan. I really, really appreciate that dude. He's such, yeah. he's just always gone out of his way to like, you know, I, there have been many times when I'm like, Hey, I've got an idea. Let me bounce it off you. And he's like, sure, right now let's do it. You know? And he's yeah. very open. Um, just super helpful. Um, he's, you know, <laughs> he sent me things in the mail, you know, just like gifts and things like that. And I mean, he's just a yeah. really good friend. And, um, and so he's, and he's had incredible success in the e-commerce space. And I think some of the things that he shared about how to use print on demand in kind of advanced ways were just, yeah were really cool. And, and, and there may be a small segment of our audience that had thought about those things, but I I'll bet there's a lot of people that weren't even thinking of those, you know, kind of some of those ideas. So I'm glad that he, you know, shared some of that stuff. Um, I, I love the idea of partnering with a marketer and, and trying to use some of our, our print on demand knowledge to help them and, you know, simultaneously helping us. Uh, so yeah, I was, I was really pleased with the interview. I thought it went really good. Um, and like I say, I just, I, I love hanging out with Chris. He's just such a, yeah. such a cool guy, such so even keel. Um, I can tell why, why people really love the OA challenge. They love it because sure. he's just so easy to listen to. He's so trustworthy. He's so, like you say, even keel. Uh, um, he's just a good dude. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I agree. The, the uh, idea of partnering multiple times, we've brought up this today in the interview, partnering with someone to lend your expertise to their expertise to make it mutually mm-hmm. beneficial for, for both parties. And, and although that might be kind of an advanced idea only in the regard of not a lot of people have thought about that using it, uh, using POD in that sense, whether it is your, your dropship or not, that you can make that happen. But yeah. the, the, it's, it's, it's still a low barrier of entry. You can make that, you can open a principal account and partner with someone and make that happen for the, that person the same way that you could as if you were doing in-house production, right? So um, still very, very doable, even if you're at that beginning stage of the POD journey. And uh, yeah, it was really, really great to listen to Chris. And and because like, you know, you alluded to in the interview, you and I, um, actually this wasn't in the interview. It was when we were talking uh, post with him, but you and I, our strengths isn't, aren't always in the marketing aspect of this, of the business. Right. And it's, right. it's good to, to be aware of your, your shortcomings. We, we do it because we have to, and it's a necessity and we have to get it done and we have to market ourselves, but, and, and the companies we, that we represent, but it's not necessarily our, our wheelhouse like it is Chris's. And, uh, yeah. and just listening to those ideas was, was phenomenal. So. Yeah, it was great yeah, having so- him on. Just want to encourage our listeners, um, you know, check out printondemandcast.com slash OA challenge if, if you're interested. Yeah. Uh, again, if you're not 
That's totally cool. I know it's not a POD specific product, um, sure. but it has, you know, as many five stars review five star reviews as the print on demand cast in and of itself has. Ooh, nice transition there. Um, <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> but uh, all I'm saying is that people that have taken that, um, you know, that are interested in it have really benefited from it. So if that's up your alley, check it out. If not, totally cool. Yeah, um, yeah the, it is an affiliate link, so we do get a commission if you if you actually end up taking the OA challenge and actually you know purchasing that. Um, we do you know it comes back to the print on demand cast, and uh, we'll preemptively say thank you. <laughs> yes, thank you in advance for you know, and, hey, and, and stuff like this though, you know, with with this kind of affiliate stuff, it's because Travis and I genuinely believe in in the value that it brings and so Mm -hmm. um it is an investment in in yourself an investment into your business an investment into your income um into your knowledge uh and then it is also an investment into our show uh you know kind of on the back end which which helps us keep doing what we love to do each and every week um and and sit down and, and chat and talk shop with with you with you guys listening so um thank you guys so much for being here again episode 60 we're almost we're 40 away from episode 100 which is also kind of mm. cool to think about so the long road to episode 100 uh but we will get there uh in 40 more weeks <laughs> but uh <laughs> Uh, nonetheless, folks, thank you guys so much for listening. As always, if you are listening we, we on, on Apple Podcasts, I believe that's what the app is called now, Apple Podcasts or the podcast app on Apple, please take time and leave us a five-star review. You don't even have to say anything. You don't have to type anything, just five stars. But if you do say something, we will like you that much more. Just kidding. We love all of you <laughs> equally. So, uh, But yes, leave us a five-star review. And of course, the best way to interact with us, to ask us questions, ask questions of our guests, whatever it is you want to do, printonamancast.com slash Facebook is the best way to get that done. Join the community, join the family, join the conversation. We love yep. to have you guys. Um, and I love seeing there has been more, some more uh, ac- activity in that group in the last couple of weeks which is awesome yeah. to see. Um, so please keep your questions coming. If you, th- if you find something that you think is, is interesting, uh, post it in the group, have a question, post it in the group, have a dad joke, post it in the group. So, uh, we just want to, uh, to interact with you guys more. So thank you guys so much for that as well. You can also email us info at print on demand cast. If Facebook isn't your thing, if social media is not your vibe, I totally understand that. Uh, we are, you can reach us through email as well. Again, that's info at printondemandcast.com. So, Travis, anything else? Yeah, I'll just let you guys know. Uh, Chris Grant is in our Facebook group, so if you do have a question for him, feel free to tag him in oh, the group. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and just say, hey, Chris, uh, what do you think about this idea or whatever? Um, but right. yeah, he's in the Print On Demand Cast uh, Facebook group. Just wanted to throw that out. And uh, appreciate you all, guys. Appreciate you listening. Yeah, absolutely. So do tag uh, Chris if you have a question. It's probably the, the easiest, fastest way to get a hold of him, but also follow him on his social media channels as well. So with that being said, for Travis, I'm Josiah. We'll see you next time right here on the Print On Demand cast. See ya. Hey, babe. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Print On Demand cast. We hope you enjoyed the Totally Tubular show. If you've got a question or a suggestion for the show, send Travis and Josiah an email at info at printondemandcast.com. Want to be wicked nice? Take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe now so you don't miss next week's episode. See you next time for sure. Okay, I almost called him Chris Green. That's why I stopped. <laughs> I thought that. I Chris honestly thought. Green. Green. Hi, Chris Green. <laughs> he's a nice guy. He knows what he's talking about. Chris Green. Okay. Now time for the outro.